This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey, cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Doing well, Josh. And this is a banner week on Always Cheating. Of course, we're going to talk about the blank and doubles coming up, but we're welcoming a guest. We are here with the first ever female fantasy YouTuber. She is known and loved throughout the FPL community, FPL Nymphria. Welcome, Nim. Welcome to the pod. Wow, what an intro. Thanks, guys. How are you? <laughs> We're doing good. Yeah, this is you know, this is new territory for us. Every um I think it's like every 30 months we have a guest on the podcast. <laughs> you rolled somebody yeah. out of the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we're excited. We're excited to have you on. We had done um it was something to do with the uh, the football uh, content awards. Um, they they asked us both of us to do um, like a Facebook chat or something like that a couple months ago, and uh, we got a chance to talk to you then. And I know Brandon, Brandon and I afterwards were um, just like, yeah, that was a really fun conversation. We should have in the pod sometime. Uh, and so you know, we're just so glad that you agreed to come on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really good. We just seemed to vibe quite well together. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Nim, you have an awesome Twitter account, at FPLNim, that's N-Y-M. You have your YouTube channel, and you also host the FPL Wildcats pod. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you hail from? Who do you support? What's your history with FPL? Okay, so I come from the England-Wales border in the UK, and I have been playing fancy football since the 2005-2006 season. Uh, Yeah, so just got into it because um, a friend I went to university with, a guy, he used to play it, and I used to watch Match of the Day with him, usually just to watch Arsenal play um, because they're my team. 
and they were so, better back then, if yes, I remember. They, they were. Be- <laughs> it was slightly better back then. Yeah, um, good times. And so he said, "I play this fancy football game, and I don't really have anyone because our group of mates they weren't really very football focused." And he said, "I don't really have anyone else to play it with." And I know you know you're an Arsenal fan, and you watch Match of the Day with us. So would you be interested in kind of coming into a little mini league with me? And I was like, "I have no idea what that is, but." Yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, did one season beat him, you know, of course. Maybe you thought <laughs> I'd no be uh, well, yeah, easy, I mean, easy fodder. Yeah, I feel like an, an early good season is is what like turns us all into addicts, right? You do yeah. one, yeah. like one, because I know my, my experience was kind of the same where I, my first fantasy season was 2010. And I really had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I didn't yeah. know what I was captaining players. And I, I don't even think I really even knew what it meant. You know? and, <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, making it up. I was, I was yeah. just making it up. And it was, it was a Sergio Aguero's first season. And it was like, oh, you know, oh, third, I love third Sergio. game week. Uh, I do too. I still do. And like, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, awful, unfortunate season for him, but um, yeah. And now it looks like he's out for this week, right? There's like some sort of COVID yeah, uh, case in his family. Yeah, not good at or, all. Yeah. But he scored a hat trick uh, in like game week three. And I <laughs> was suddenly like in first place, <laughs> like, but I didn't have any idea what I was doing. And like, I was like, oh, well, this is great. I love this. And, you I know, love it's this. like, a, I'll do this yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like an early good moment is like where all addiction is in yeah. fantasy, I think, I feel like is born. But I wanted to ask you so, you know, I know like there's, there are some like, I, I feel like we've seen a lot more women become active in the fantasy community in the last, especially in the last year or so. There's, you know, some old guard, I don't want to say old guard, but like just people who've been around for a long time, like Kat and, and Ness come to mind immediately. But yeah. like, I feel like just in the last um, year or so, there's been a real explosion in people on um, Twitter and, and creating, you know, creating content on YouTube or podcasts or whatever. And like, have you noticed that as well? Yeah, there's definitely been more of a surge of females in the community, which has been great. Of course, as as you mentioned, some of the uh, some of the well knowns there, obviously Holly, Sam, uh, we have um, Lynn as well. But we've we've got you know Kylie, we've got some regulars, some um, really great women in the in the community, but also a lot of newbies coming in. Um, but I know this week's been pretty controversial because we've had a, a fair few catfishes going on <laughs> in the wait, community. Wait, which I've, I've seen this pop up in my timeline, Nim, and I have to plead ignorance. I don't know what it means. So can you give me the quick like Wikipedia plot summary yeah. of what's going on here? I'll definitely try anyway. It's, so it's basically when an account sets itself up and pretends to be you know somebody else that they're not um using fake pictures and you know fake profile all of that sort of stuff uh so there was a bit of a kind of chat that went on last weekend i believe about you know um i think it was a few people in the community were discussing whether or not um certain women could you know do fpl or play fpl oh god i'm so and... glad i missed this yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> and somebody joke made a bit of a sexist joke around it and so it's it became a bit of a discussion about accounts getting more followers because they were female in fpl rather than 
actually mm-hmm. because they're any good at the content mm-hmm. they make or the right. game, you know, the advice they give and all that sort of stuff. And so a couple of people involved in that, we do believe, then went off and made some catfish accounts as women. Oh, God. And joined the community as women to try and basically prove a point that they could then get more followers quickly because they were just female as opposed to, you know, being somebody who was wow. male and able to, you know, have an like, account. This, this is like the men, the men who enter the women's tournament in the World Series of Poker, which is like a thing that happens yeah. uh, from time to time. And you're like, who, like, what? what kind of psychology like what kind of person you know it's such a horrible behavior it's just it's 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 tough because you know it's just (laughs) it's it just takes away all the integrity for those of us that are in it and are trying to you know be serious and to prove that you know we can play this game you know hopefully as well as you know somebody different sex different race different religions it doesn't matter everyone can play the game you know so I just feel like it's it's so horrible for those and it makes you question as well then when new females come into the community who's actually real or not and that's horrible as well in itself because it's in my nature to want to obviously support anybody who you know comes into the the community female you know, wanting yeah. to kind of be a part of the community because it's so it's it's so male dominated anyway. So it's it's nice to yeah. be able to kind of say, you know, come on in and um, and and Kat does a brilliant job of that. She has the the rebel girls and um, she does a great job of having you know new women come in and join you know, uh, the women and we yeah. have a little direct message group and that's really lovely. But you know, this sort of thing kind of then makes you question who, you know, who's real and who's not. And and that's, you yeah. know, it's quite scary. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> you know? we have, you know, yeah. I mean, I feel like we've seen in America the uh, internet is horrible stuff really taken to another level. So I, yeah, I, that's really, I, I had not heard about that. And that's, that's awful. And if, if that does, you know, let's let's hope that there's a ch- chance to name and shame some of these people because that's really right, right, right. Um, completely awful behavior. Wow, that's that's. I'm shocked. I'm like such <laughs> I a, can like, tell you're shocked. You're, you're breathless, Josh. I know. I am. Well, you know, like classic, like ra- like you know, I don't know, whatever. Like classic, yeah. like white guy. I'm just like, oh, like well, this is that. You know, like oh, I, I had no idea. But like uh, this is really awful. I'm really, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, well, so, well, but yeah. yeah let, <laughs> Let us turn the page on that yes, because it's yeah, awful. Yeah. We are we're super stoked, Nim, to have you here to talk about oh. FPL and get some of your uh, your expertise. Let's have a couple of icebreakers before we get into that game week eighteen chat. As we all know, this has been a weekend for friends and family, and not for the Premier League. And I remember my wife had come home from running an errand, and I was watching the end of the Arsenal-Newcastle game, and she, it was like she caught me. She's like, I thought you told me there wasn't any football on this weekend. So, Busted. Uh, <laughs> how much of the FA Cup did you take in this weekend, Nim? And, and did we get any takeaways from it for our FPL squads? 
Yeah, a bit like you, I guess. I I kind of try to see it as a bit of a break because with the Premier League, it's it's been so thick and fast with the fixtures being the way they've been at the moment, um, especially for us content creators. You know, there's no real mm-hmm. downtime from it. So the FA Cup has been a kind of bit of a side note on my weekend, I have to admit. I have, I've kept one eye on it, I guess, in terms of, obviously with free hitting in game week 18 so i have kept a bit of an eye on that but yeah it was just super stoked really for arsenal to be honest it's just nice to see us doing well again to be honest i suppose we had to talk quite a bit about that in our game week 18 chat because suddenly arsenal have gone from zeros to heroes and they they could play a major role in our free let's let's not say quite a bit we don't want people to like just log (laughs) off already so let's do a little little bit of arsenal Uh, I know I only watched about 30 minutes of FA Cup this weekend and it was the extra time of the Arsenal Newcastle match. I feel feel like I picked the right, the right 30 minutes because I saw the Emil Smith roll, which is kind of a fun goal because it was, you know, it's one of those goals where it hits the post and then you're kind of like, Mm -hmm. you have that like millisecond where you don't know if it's going to go in or not, you know, that's sort of a fun, it's just a cool thing to watch on TV. And then, and then Kieran Tierney with that great cross um, to Aubameyang too. He is in incredible form right now. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, so let's, um, so FA Cup, whatever. <laughs> There's not a lot <laughs> well, to say, I, I really. Think, I, I, mean, I think yeah. just more germane to the FPL conversation, my biggest takeaway from the FA Cup was that we saw no rotation surprises. Yeah. Key FPL assets were either didn't play or were subbed off uh, at the 45-minute at the mark at halftime. Yeah. Thinking about Manchester City uh, in particular, De Bruyne, Diaz, uh, Cancelo, they all started, they all yeah. came off at halftime. So I think nothing happened this weekend that would cause us concern for uh players starting who were focusing on on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The, uh, the only the only uh, other takeaway that I'll have from the FA Cup, though, was Leeds United continue to be like the perfect fantasy team this year because they they didn't start anybody important and they lost. So like we yeah. know that like no matter what happens the rest of the season, it's very unlikely that we're ever going to have. I mean, I mean, obviously they could play a team that goes further in the FA Cup, but odds are that Leeds are going to be like a nice, steady, cheap team that we can have mm-hmm. sort of game week in and game week out. So thank God we've got one and <laughs> everyone costs like under 6.5 million. So Yeah, I guess was, we could put Villa in that category to an extent. Uh, I mean, the that was probably the story of the weekend was that Friday fixture Villa versus Liverpool and Liverpool came out with, I mean, it was kind of a mixed lineup, but there were some, you know, a team fellows on the pitch, and um, and Villa came out with with their like under twenty three team and a huge night for Louis Barry. What a name! This sounds like he's a (laughs) he's a character from a Disney film or something like that. But um, so the theme this season on Always Cheating is make fantasy fun again. Nim, as a fellow content creator. It's been a wild ride the last 365 days, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this season in particular, how are you doing with making fantasy fun? Because we've got a question here from Ian who wants to know, is the season mantra of making fantasy fun again still working? How is it going for you, Nim? Yeah, it's um, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> it's definitely been that. It's been a very... Um, good mix between highs and lows uh, you know I think also it's it's that thing of 
trying to pay attention to what's going on in the outside world, but also trying to see FPL as a form of escapism from that. Um, because it's, Do you find that your relationship with it has changed in that regard? Because like, you've been playing for, as you said, for about 15 years plus now. Yeah. And surely wow, you've had... it been that long while I feel old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. It's... It's definitely allowed me to, I think, take stock a little bit of how I play it. And my my videos have always been more from an entertaining point of view anyway. They've definitely not been from a kind of, you know, um, very... Prescriptive, like yeah, do this for your team yeah, and, exactly. and equal success. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always been more come with me on my journey and let's have a bit <laughs> of a, a laugh, whatever happens, you know. <laughs> um, and Josh and I can relate to that approach yeah, for sure. Definitely, you guys have the same mantra on that. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of highs and lows. Let's live through it. Hopefully, we learn some stuff along the way, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and and it's. It's been a lot like that this season. I think we've we've had to adapt quite a lot this season for sure, um, given the situation. But um, it's it's been tough to have a lot of fun with it. I think just really because of of that, and we're always conscious of that in the back of our minds. So it it's and with the games being as thick and fast, I think don't yeah. necessarily there's no real exciting build-up if you see what I mean to one particular match of the weekend and things like that that you would normally have yeah. um so that takes a, a, a bit of the enjoyment out of it but um it's it's definitely a lot of escapism and I try and you know always to put a positive spin on things where I can because you know otherwise we could get very bogged down couldn't we in the negativity of the world <laughs> right now yeah. Yeah. um so I think you know that's all we can do is just try and enjoy what we can out of it and a lot of that is the community yeah. and being able to talk you know to all of you guys about what we're going through good or bad really <laughs> Well, the news news that we really do have to parse as we discuss is all these fixture changes that may be happening. Again, focusing on Aston Villa and Josh, you were remarking, like following all the conversations about is the Villa Spurs game going to get canceled and so on and so forth. All of our preparation, preparation leading up to game week 18 has crossed from fun into this realm of of work. Uh, so there's a little bit uh -huh. of, yeah, I mean, here's, here's my, like, here's my thought on this, which is sort of like a little bit what we talked about on last week's pop Brandon, which, which is, you know, like it can be kind of, uh, frustrating and, and stressful, but, um, one, um, is that there's like literally nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> like, I can't read a book right now. I'm so distracted. Um, like reading about, you know, anything that's happening in the world, especially right yeah. now in the United States is horribly depressing like give me this game that like is completely consuming my time and energy and like just help me like get through to the other side of this you know everything that's happening in the world right now um and the other thing which is something i've been thinking about the last few days which is that i am starting to treat fpl especially this season as more like a like role player game like an rpg than it than i am like <laughs> a, like a, like a proper fantasy game like it is yeah. like 
you are going in these like it's like a quest, right? It's like getting through the end of the season. It's like yeah. there's like weird walls. Are you bringing a dwarf, and... a thief, yeah. or a magi with you? John? I know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was joking like, "Oh, like your players score to go." Yeah. Oh, the VAR is looking at it. You know, roll twenty sided oh. die if it's fourteen uh, yeah. or higher. Uh, I, I go back to, twelve right. spaces. I, I, I actually, I, I love that tweet. So I do have to shout out FP Elder, uh, and I, I gave him a retweet. The tweet as such, which I think is genius, is. A penalty is given, but wait. VAR is looking at the call. Roll a 20-sided die to learn the outcome. 14 or higher, it is overturned on review. Just fantastic yeah. stuff. I think you totally hit on it uh, there, Josh, with uh, FPL now being an RPG. It's it's The three letters are there. This is basically a tenant situation. It like, reads this way. Reads <laughs> yeah, read the, exactly. Read it backwards. Yeah. All right. So let's take a quick break, and we're going to get right into – we've got a bunch of questions this week about Gimmick 18. Um, a lot of things have changed just in the last week or so, and we're also just getting a little closer to – we have a little more information because of what happened in the FA Cup. Um, and so let's take a break, and we'll talk about building that perfect Game Week 18 squad. All right, we're back. A quick moment to say thank you to our Patreon supporters, anyone who wants to support the podcast, everyone who wants to support the podcast, I should say. Uh, can go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating to support the pod. Uh, we have uh, more than 500 Patreon supporters. It's a great conversation that happens every day on our Slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do a bonus podcast each week. Uh, if you want to hear this, this last one actually was uh, – uh, what you might call an evergreen podcast where Brandon and I talked about <laughs> our, our favorite books and movies. And uh, we talked a little bit about politics too. I'm not sure if we should have or not, but that was part of it as well. And uh, <laughs> did we step in it? I'm not sure. Yeah. Who knows? But it was a wide ranging, uh, wide ra- well, we recorded like the day after the, the Capitol stuff, but anyway, it was a wide ranging discussion. So if you're looking for a uh, little bonus content this week, especially with this weird week where you've got matches that Basically, basically, this podcast has a like 48. It's, it's like a yeah. it's like a, 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 what is it like um, isotope 241 or whatever. Right? It's <laughs> there like, you go. Yeah. Thing, like, it's a good like, it's a good point, though. Our, our bonus podcast just for our Patreon subscribers will be hitting you know, late Thursday and will be uh, operate as our uh, one big game week 19 preview. Yeah. Yep. So we have uh, we have a, another preview. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll do we'll do a game a game week nineteen preview on uh, on Thursday. And um, yeah, so patreon.com slash always cheating is where you want to go. And uh, just a quick thank you to our newest patrons this week, uh, Thomas Andre and Jeff Bursalem, both new Lord Soloth patrons. And guys, we are excited this week to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, which is a brand new program where you host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Yes, Josh and I host Always Cheating on the wonderful Blue Wire network. And Hustle was created by them to help. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Help podcasters take their shows to the next level. Or if you want to start a podcast and you just don't know where to begin, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you're going to receive personalized podcast cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters. Maybe that's me and Josh. I don't want to assume anything. You also get access <laughs> to the community Discord there at the Blue Wire Hustle and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, Hustle will help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And you can get all this support for your podcast for only $15 a month. And you're like, whoa, record scratch. This costs money? Well, of course it does because it's going to cost you more than that and any other platform just to get a hosting site to get you set up. So this is quite a deal. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the Hustle program is limited, so get your application in today to apply. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the show notes of this episode for the link. But again, that's bwhustle.com slash join. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe your fantasy team is distracting you from other important parts of your life. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, expertise that may not be locally available in many areas. And BetterHelp is worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com cheating. That's BetterHelp and join the more than 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And here's a special offer for Always Cheating listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash cheating. We're back. Game week 18 kicks off on Tuesday. It's 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And then I guess that's 6 p.m. Are you are you on the um, are you Greenwich time? Uh, in yeah. And that, that Welsh. OK, border. I wasn't sure. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So 6 p.m. Uh, in the UK. Um, and so it's, you know, as as just as a refresher for anyone who isn't following this stuff. 
um, you know, super closely. It is, um, you know, it's a blank game week. So it's not only is it a midweek game week, it's a, it's a game week where uh, you only have six matches could go down to five, depending on what happens with Villa Spurs. Um, and then it, there's some talk that a Villa Spurs remove that you might actually see Spurs Fulham, uh, fall into that. But I think that would have to happen really fast. Um, yeah. the latest move, the latest announcement, by the way, is that, uh, we should know by tomorrow if, uh, the, we recorded this in tomorrow Sunday, being know, Monday. Yeah, exactly. By, by Monday, uh, probably early, I would suspect, because usually the stuff happens pretty early, whether, um, whether Villa Spurs is going ahead or not. And if it isn't, then I think there is a chance we see that Spurs fall match move into that slot. Mm-hmm. So, right. So anyway, so we have these, this, this short, you know, five or six matches this midweek. And then to make things even trickier, you have literally like, 12 hours uh, like between, no time at like all. no time exactly <laughs> no. None. you gotta you like, gotta you gotta be awake <laughs> you do yeah exactly yeah i mean arsenal like in, in the uk arsenal palace is done at 10 p.m that night right so you've got like no time at all to start thinking about game week 19 yeah. um and if anything you know if any injuries happen like that it's going to be like a mess so um yeah. so so game week 19 so just be ready game week 19 kicks off um, in, uh, on Friday and it's a massive double game week. So there's just tons of fixtures. Um, you know, we assume at this point that they'll all go forward as planned. I mean, I suppose, uh, Villa Everton may be, um, a bit of a doubt now too, but still, um, still undetermined at this point. But yeah. yeah, as you say, maybe the clarification that comes about Spurs Villa tomorrow, Monday, um, will will certainly give us greater insight into that Everton fixture. Yeah, here's hoping anyway. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And like, you know, you, we could talk about speculation all, you know, forever, but but we know that, you know, uh, the vast majority of these matches will go on as scheduled. Burnley had talked about a couple of COVID cases, but then they did play in the FA Cup this weekend. So I think we can safely assume that that Burnley-Man United match will kick off. So I have grouped Game of 18 into a few different categories. Okay, I've got strategy questions and player questions and 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 an end finally question at the end. So um, that that and by the way, the the Josh L who asked that question, that's me. So I've asked my own question. No uh, catfishing here answer. on the always cheating <laughs> yeah, podcast. Exactly. You're about I'm, who you are. I'm, I'm fair. And, yeah, exactly. Fair and fair and balanced. Um, so the first question comes from Fur Laburne, who says, "For those who don't have a free hit and don't want a wild card this early, is there any chance to survive this game week?" Maybe by doing a minus four or a minus eight. So, Nim, do you want to you want to take the first question here? Yeah, I mean, I think it very much depends on how many players you have from the fixtures already going ahead. So, I think if you've got maybe eight mm-hmm. plus, I think you can probably survive this game week with a minus four or a minus eight. Yeah. Any less than that. I think taking the hits versus what you might actually get back and then obviously them being permanent hits as well, possibly taking out players that you have value in or that you want to keep long term, then right. it's it's possibly not a great strategy. So seven, eight, I think players, then I'm all for it. I think go for it, try and navigate it with a couple of hits. But I think anything less than that then think you might struggle and if you have less than that and you don't have your free hit then that's a really tough spot to be in I think so it really would depend on whether you could bench the players that you want to keep long term and that you you weren't selling anyone of any real 
kind of attachment that you have to those players, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, then you could probably say, well, actually, I'm keeping these players for long term. So I'm hoping the hits will repay me back um, over the, that time scale. So you could maybe get away with it. But otherwise, I think you're pretty much locked into an early wild card. Well, so one thing to think about mm -hmm. is there are, um, is it four teams? So we have, I think it's Burnley, Man United, Villa, and Man City are yeah. all teams that have, um, that, that play in game week 18 and then actually have a double game week in 19. So if you if you did burn that free hit early, I guess those would be the teams you want to focus on. Villa yeah. being maybe a little trickier, but certainly Man City. I think both the Manchester teams are good to focus on if you don't want a free hit because you could burn four or eight points to get extra men in to fill out your squad for the blanks with United and City. Then you go right into 19 and they double. So I think that those hits, they immediately pay off in a way. United yeah. have a tough fixture the first half of their double in 19 against Liverpool. But then they've got Fulham, and you definitely have to back Man United for uh, goals, if not a clean sheet in that match. I mean, we could we could talk about Manchester United's defense not being all that great, but I think there's a lot of upside with these Manchester U, Man, both Manchester sides uh, as you're looking to burn points just to solidify your 18 squad. I, you know, I think the other um, thing I would think about here is. Um, I think if you if you get your captaincy right, I it's almost like okay, like because I think there are you know I was thinking like there, there's got to be some first year managers out there who just use the free head in game week four or whatever. Not really, you know, like I was talking earlier about Captain Aguero, you know, and game yeah. week three of my first. Year. So like there are people who might have just used it, and not realized that oh this might be useful, you know, later <laughs> on or whatever, or just maybe they just had like too many injuries or something, um, and just had to play it. And so you know, if I were to think about. Um, building a team for game week 18 without a lot of, you know, without burning like 20 points or whatever, I think I would just make sure you had the players who could hurt you the most. And that would be uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I think virtually every free hit team is going to have him. Uh, yeah. Bruno, uh, Bruno Fernandez, they probably already have him, you know, um, KDB's ownership is a little bit lower, but I think, you know, Bruno is pretty highly owned. Um, and it's maybe, kind of it. Yeah, and that's kind of maybe maybe a Man City defender, you know? That seems like a useful thing to so have. If, okay, so this is where it gets really dicey with the Spurs-Villa fixture because ultimately it's a player like Hungman Son who yeah. you may – I mean, because he's so highly owned, uh, above 60%, even if you're in this position where you you don't know if you'll free hit, can you cover yourself, will you be okay, odds are you probably have Hungman Son. I think – on the whole, you've got it right, Nim. Like, if, if uh, from my perspective, if you've had upwards of eight players, you're probably one or two players away from being able to escape. Even if you miss out on a player like Kevin De Bruyne's points in this yeah. odd game week 18, it's not like you're going to be buried in your overall rank. If if you're playing in a head-to-head -head league or a work league where your rival has De Bruyne and you don't, that's cause for concern. Otherwise, I just don't think this is going to be a huge swingy week for people totally. who are trying to to swerve it. You know, I mean, for me, my my rank is not great. I'm above a million right now overall. 
I am looking positively at this game week 18 week of how can I improve my rank? So therefore the free hit makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you're just trying to yeah. stabilize, I don't think you have too much to worry about. Yeah. Nim, you weren't part of this, but last week before we started recording our pod, um, Brandon was feeling a little down. And so we, we took, we took about 10 minutes before the pod started to look up famous FPL managers and <laughs> who were, who were having a, a rougher season than Brandon. And oh, um, we, me too, we found man. about, I'm, I'm with found, you. Yeah. We found about 20 and uh, it really cheered him up. It was, uh, so if you're, if you're <laughs> yeah. not having a good season, okay. just, yeah, just go, go find like 25 people who are all doing worse than you and uh, it'll really make you feel better. So, um, yeah. Guys, to close out the non-free hit conversation, I want to throw a hypothetical at both of you. Okay. So we kind I'm of, we, we, we hinted at the idea that Kevin De Bruyne is probably the biggest player, be it an upside pick for somebody or a player who could possibly hurt you in game week 18. If you're mm-hmm. not free hitting, how would you approach the Kevin De Bruyne question? If you have a player like uh, Mo Salah, who's in a bit of a rut at the moment, would you consider moving Salah out for Kevin De Bruyne if you're not on a free hit for this one week just to try to keep up? Uh-huh. Well, I- I'll, I'll go first. Well, I, I'll go first because this actually was a question that a, a Patreon supporter um, asked on the Slack this morning. I was thinking about it. I mean, the, the problem is that if you make that move, Kevin DeBrenn has a double two. So you there's it would almost be like a waste of a transfer, I feel like, to go back to Sala once you've made that move, you know, mm-hmm. unless you can like burn four in a different way or, you know, find a way to have them both. But um, so it's basically like, are you willing to commit right now to – to going without Salah in the double. And I, I think it's really tricky. I actually still am inclined to captain Salah over, uh, over KDB. I mean, I don't know, like Salah has three consecutive blanks, but I, I just like, I mean, he's not missing by much. I mean, if you're watching these matches, it's, you know, he's getting his little, these little, these chances that, historically he yeah. just converts he again and away. again and again yeah what about for you nim is son a different type of asset where spurs even if they do play in game week 18 they don't double in game week 19 so forget about removing Salah because he's exciting because he does double in 19 would you drop son to fit in de bruyne this week yeah, so the Salah one's quite interesting. So I remember actually when we did our little Facebook thing together, we had to kind of choose somebody to go ahead with there, wasn't it? And we were kind of, I think you guys were on the KDB camp and I was on the Bruno camp. And um, for a while there, it was looking really great in the Bruno camp. I mean, still still is, to be fair. But I mean, um, KDB has definitely turned a corner. And I feel like Salah is a bit like that you know he's having those moments at, at the minute where it's like quite quiet but at any moment he could like yeah, really right. explode again so it's really difficult to feel like you know that that's a great option when you know that um just touching you know on what was mentioned there though City it with KDB it's really difficult so I don't have KDB I sold him a couple of weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> to get I Robertson yeah. um, in my team for the double game because at the time we didn't know City were um, playing. But um, Manchester City have played Brighton six times and Manchester City have won every single game. And in the last two meetings, it's been 4-0 and 5-0. So, I mean, it's really wow. difficult 
to is like, it like it's it's like what City came up against Chelsea. They love yeah. City love playing teams who who their whole philosophy is to play expansively and Brighton are a different team from Chelsea, obviously a different caliber, but Potter does set his team out to play openly. Yeah, sure. So if we if we park that second and we think about Sun, um I really struggle also to think about selling Sun. Now it's different obviously if he doesn't play, then yeah. I guess you have to think about the value there. And obviously he at the moment he doesn't have a double in nineteen either, but that's a great fixture for them, isn't it, in nineteen. So I think it's really difficult. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I'm, I am free hitting. You know, just really to have De Bruyne this week, and then coming yeah. come to game week nineteen, Reassess. I will try my best to think of a way to <laughs> yeah. get him in. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, same. But I had that I had that dream midfield, and I and I and I gave it away. So I I, I had <laughs> I, I had Salah. Sun, KDB, and Bruno. And uh, were you yeah. like me? Were you like me, Nim? And you thought Thomas Suchek would uh, be able to replicate Kevin De Bruyne's <laughs> points throughout the entire rest of the season? Uh, um, <laughs> we're close quite. at this point. We're close. <laughs> not, <laughs> That's true. Suchek's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got Rafinha in actually because I already had Suchek nice. as my my fifth midfielder. Of course so, you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on my bench with loads of points. I mean, yeah. we all know how that feels. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, Rafinha just looked great and obviously he had the double game week and it meant I could get Robertson which meant I could then double up on Liverpool for the double game week because mm-hmm. like you were saying I really do feel like you know even though they're a kind of a bit lull, in a bit of a lull at the moment Liverpool it's it's just like them that in a double game week they could explode um, so yeah I think it's really difficult if you I think with Sun, if it's no gain this week and then a single the week after and, and you feel like you can get KDB and knowing the stats against Brighton and him having a double game week, then I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's going to... Yeah, it's yeah. going to hurt, don't get me wrong, if Sunny <laughs> goes big because yeah. I don't want to sell him for the rest of the season. I I yeah. took him out in the two weeks that he hauled early season. Uh, so I got off of him and he hauled and then I got back yeah. on and then I got off yeah. of him when, uh, <laughs> when Jose said this he wasn't going to play. Feel, it's making me feel nervous again about, I, I am <laughs> still contemplating dropping sun just for game week 19. And, and yeah. now, I, now, now I'm slightly nervous again. I think it's, um, I think he, like you said, I think he's a little easier to drop just because KDB has, Three fixtures and um, do we think are, KDB are, are, plays yeah. in every single one of those fixtures? Though I mean, he's just played another ninety mm. minutes in the FA Cup. I mean, uh, he was subbed at halftime, so oh, we're was lucky he? there. Oh, okay, yep. oh, okay, yep. missed that bit. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, we got we're so, kind of lucky there, uh, which I think I think makes it a little safer. Maybe that's I was just question. hoping there because I don't. Yeah, have him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, that's right. <laughs> so it's just like he played ninety minutes. Right, nobody buy him. <laughs> well, it, it is tricky though, right? Because okay, so they play. Um, I'll pull up KDB real quick. Um, because I mean, there's, it's kind of hard to talk about game week 18 without talking about 19 as well. So I think it's fine to work in some 19 discussion here. So they play, um, on the 13th, which is Wednesday, the 17th, which is, tw- which is Sunday. And then again on the 20th, which is next Wednesday. So that would be, cause he did play today as you, as you noted, that'd be his fourth start in 10 days. Yeah. Which is a and lot of starts. Yeah, that is a lot. I think usually in the in the midweek games, 
generally Pep has rested him in the past. But, I mean, are we at that stage of the season where he can't afford to at the moment? And then with the players kind of, you know, being um, unable with Aguero, obviously, to be there and things, does he have much of an option? It's, oh, it's so tough at the moment. But, yeah, I think if I could go back a couple of weeks and get KDB back in knowing yeah. that they had a double game week down the line there's absolutely no way i would have sold him yeah mm-hmm. i wasn't aware I, I you know i actually have that dream midfield right now i've got burno kdb sala and son uh and the, K, the <laughs> but the kdb thing was but i mean it's, like it's just a, it, it like speaks to how much luck is a factor in the game because yeah. um i was planning to drop kdb before game week 17 um, and I wanted to hold him for game week 16 because I, you know, Pep had said he was going to start. That was the Everton match, the one that got postponed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, Ancelotti's gone on the record and said that um, that he's going to rotate heavily in that match. Uh, and Pep has gone on record to say that he will not be rotating KDB. So I was like, okay, that seems like a logical. I will I will hold KDB for this one final match, yeah. right? And yeah. then uh, and then and then uh, and then I will drop him before game week seventeen because at that point they weren't playing an eighteen, right? And so it was like it was sort of like it all sort of was like okay, I'm gonna. We set have plans, up. man. We have plans. <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like you know, and the way it worked out, it was like that match got canceled, and then they added a double game week, you know, yeah. and it was like everything suddenly looked completely different. So, um, mm. you know, there is a lot of like, again, it's like, it's like the theme. It's, it's the season is a quest. The season is not a game any longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, it is an epic quest. The dungeon master hit us with a, with a plot twist there. So, yeah, but, <laughs> all right, let's, let's reset and uh, focus again on the free hit. We've got a question here from Roar Yorstad who wants to know free hit triple up with players from big teams or reduce risk with, only two. So I guess to answer this question from Roar, let's just look at, are there only two teams in game week 18 that merit focusing on for a triple up? Or could you name three? And I think, Nim, you're an Arsenal fan. Would you qualify Arsenal as, (laughs) is, is it a, is Arsenal worthy of a triple up in 18 right now? Yeah, so suddenly everyone's interested in Arsenal again, which feels a bit weird, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it's been a long time since anyone bothered with us as FL assets. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not sure if I'd be really tripling up on us, that's for sure. Uh, you could, given the nature that two of the players that people are looking at, so we're talking about Saka, right, and Emile Smith-Rowe, they're quite cheap in that yeah. midfield section. So Saka's 5.3 and more points than Aubameyang this season, three goals and two assists. And uh, Rowe, tremendously cheap punt of 4.4 million. He's always been good, but since his stint in uh, Huddersfield and RP Leipzig, he's just elevated his gameplay with three assists in the last three game weeks. I mean, I wouldn't go for both of those just because obviously I think that uses up another midfielder spot that you want to be using for another team. But I guess that could make your way into doing a triple or a double up on Arsenal assets, either with a teeny, for instance, or maybe even a, a Lacazette. So it has me. I so yeah. it, it's got me like salivating at the prospect of Villa Spurs being called off because if you don't carry Kane or Son, yeah. 
then suddenly, yeah, I'll do I'll do Lacazette up front with Saka and Tierney. Yeah, I will do Rashford and Bruno in the midfield with maybe a um, a United defender, and I can go triple City as well. A United uh, defender? Wow, I'm surprised by that. I know. Well, this, I was just this was maybe a hot that was take just from Brandon last <laughs> week too. And I, not feeling this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was like extemporaneously. I was mentioning that. Obviously. Mm. Uh, obviously. Walk, I mean, back, you, you could begun. be out there. But, <laughs> when you you're playing against Chris Wood, uh, the clean sheet is, is never for certain. But I I do think that it's that a quest of a, your a own, my call. friend. <laughs> yeah. You must go on this, this journey alone. But there's something, there's something very clean about it. I do think if Spurs are off the table, I think that. I will look for triple United, triple City, triple Arsenal, and then Callum Wilson from Newcastle and an Everton player, basically. Yeah, it's it's mm. quite annoying that the um, that we do have uncertainty about the forward position for Man United uh, because Cavani, I believe, is now yeah. done with the suspension. So we could we really could see either one. I, I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I would not say it's it's a certainty. Um, you know that, um, that 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 Cavani or um, Martial will start um, in, in Man United's match, and so I, I actually think I wouldn't be tripled up um, on Man United, and I, you know I, I kind of agreed about Arsenal. I mean, maybe I have three just because I'll have like Smith Rowe on my bench or something like that. But yeah, um, I think it's good bench fodder there, especially or a first, you know, especially with how kind of uncertain things are Saka or Emile Smith Rose first on your bench at that kind of cheap yeah. price is not a bad shout whatsoever. Yeah. I think is he four point I think he's four point four million. So I mean, 4. in some 4, ways he's like a yeah. yeah. So in some ways he's like kind of the perfect bench player because perfect. Yeah, I mean if you're wild carding yeah. right now, I mean there's no reason why he shouldn't be your right. fifth That's player. true. That, Sorry that's really Zambo and Guisa. That's true. You know, we are thinking about, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, I mean, it's almost like we just don't have enough time to, to do that. But I, I know that like some people are also wildcarding. I think um, that's just almost more than we can cover in this week's pod. So if you're wildcarding, uh, you know, good luck with all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it does so seem like that, a lot. So I think the question, Brent, I, I think you were right to break this down because I think the question then becomes, do you want to triple up on Man City? And the answer is yes. Uh, you do, and um, and that team would be first on the list to triple up oh, on. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think you necessarily have to triple up on anybody else. Um, and so that's just sort of, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Man United defender, like Brennan said, maybe that, it, that works for some reason for your squad. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know. I, I mean, because I, I think for me, it's it's really tempting to have uh, D- Diaz, Cancelo, and. Um, and Karen Tierney, right? That would be my my back three mm-hmm. if I can afford them. Um, and then at that point, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily want another five point five million or whatever, you know, um, on my bench and one of the Man United defenders. It would just be you know more money than I want to spend. Maybe Kate, maybe um, De Gea. I guess I don't know. I hadn't thought about De Gea. De Gea. Really? That you oh saying De Gea God. is that moment where Obi Wan <laughs> Obi Wan pulls his hood back and says, "Now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time." <laughs> so right, they faced each other twelve times, Burnley and Man United, and Man United have won six times, whilst Burnley have only won twice. But there's been four draws between the pair, and wow. in the last two, 
meetings, it's been 2-0. So you've got a 50-50 chance because it's been 2-0 <laughs> to United once and 2-0 <laughs> to Burnley once. Okay. So, I, you know, I it could go either than, way. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I would have thought they would have had more than six wins. That's a really, little that's, fun that's fact there. Surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I think I think we've, you know, I, I think we've res- resolved that one enough to move on here. The next question, this is from FPL King. And I, I believe this is directed specifically to you, Nim, although I think I'm going to open this up to the floor. Um, but you can take this one first. Uh, FPL King says, any hidden gems um, out there that you could point us to in game week 18? So some under the radar options, anyone that maybe yeah. people haven't been talking about enough. Yeah, so hey, Kingy, um, I think it's it's we've already hit upon a couple, obviously, with um, Smith Rowe and Saka of Arsenal and obviously the mention to Lacazette as well. So I think they're, they're differentials only because I think outside of the FPL community, there might not be quite so many people looking at them. And I guess we have to remember that we are quite a small bubble in the grand scheme right. of yeah, the whole sure. of FPL. So, uh, yeah, so I think... They're still good options. You know what? There's a there's a couple here. So like forwards, actually keeping Calvert Lewin could end up being a bit yeah. of a kind of hidden yeah. gem differential like this week because mm-hmm. uh, we have Dino back and Richarlison possibly back as well. I think I heard. So you know he could he could end up being one of those ones that a lot of people sell on just because of the nature of things, and and then he ends up doing quite well. Um, moving yeah. on to midfield, I'm thinking maybe Neto, six million, yeah. four goals, five assists, two of the assists coming in the last three games. He's really the talisman of that squad yeah. now, isn't he? He is fun player, to, fun player to watch too. He's, like, he, I feel I find him very easy to root for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Gundogan as well of City, yes. I think, has kind of been flying under the radar a little bit. 5.4 million, three goals in the last four game weeks. Seemingly fully rested in the FA Cup, but you yep. know. Pep comes with caution, of course. <laughs> right. That's so, a good, uh, Gundogan yeah. is a good. He has been good. He, he's almost been in that David the David uh, Silver role a little bit as yeah. well, mm-hmm. uh, where he has been surprisingly good. I don't know that going into the season, I would have thought that Gundogan was 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 capable of of playing this well. Yeah. So, Do you remember yeah. when Gundogan first hit the Manchester City scene and he was scoring goals for fun in the, the league and in the Champions League? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that before. And then the he he got that terrible injury. I don't remember yeah. if it was his ACL or whatnot. And then. We just we just stop thinking about him. Hmm. So we do know that if he plays in the hole, he he can get on the end of he he does the pep crash the box thing very well. Yeah. Um, I think that's an interesting one for me. I so Josh, you were mentioning the ideal back line for uh, game week eighteen would be Tierney, Cancelo, and Diaz. If you assume we all have De Bruyne, I do wonder if one of those city spots is better served with Raheem Sterling. So it seems odd to talk about Sterling as this hidden gem right now. But, yeah. but, but there he is. He's just has incredibly low ownership. He's like, what, right? Around 5% owned perhaps. And if it goes as Nim predicts, and I think there's every reason that it would, that city score goals here, Sterling is a much bigger upside than a Man City defender. 
Can yeah. anyone dispute this? No, I completely agree. Actually, in that 5-0, Sterling got a hat-trick. Uh, so, oh, there we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. so, you know, against Brighton last time they played. So, you know, <laughs> there's uh, nothing wrong with what you're saying there. Definitely not disputing it. <laughs> the only concern is that Pep did have some comments today about Sterling had, like, a minor injury of sorts. Oh, and that was one of the reasons that. he wasn't on the bench today. So, okay. you know, classic Pep, like, no information at all, right? Yeah, so we don't know if it means sure. he's out for... You know, if it was, you know, he's, if he's completely fine and he was just out for mm-hmm. this one match or or what. But that that just it didn't sound like it was anything significant. Uh, but because they play in three days, um, it was enough mm. to make me a little <sighs> nervous. And so I hate I, that. I yeah. absolutely hate Why that. Why does he yeah, do that, man? Why? <laughs> and also, he did actually say a quote as well just a day or two ago about Gundogan saying that he could um, play as a false nine and uh, he, he will. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to bring him like... in. I, I'm like 100% going to bring him in now. I'm going to give him this. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, by the please way, don't blame it on me. <laughs> no, I, I won't. I won't. Um, but, it, but if it goes off, it was all my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to some player questions. First one comes from Tesh Shetty, he says, uh, do you want to triple up on Man City? We talked about the triple up on Man City earlier. Do you go with two attackers or do you go with two defenders? And I guess that assumes that that KDB is the is the constant here. So are you flanking KDB with one more <laughs> one more attacker and one defender, or are you going with two defenders? And uh, Brandon, do you want to take this one to start? I think this is a largely philosophical question to start with. <laughs> Results-based philosophy, right? Uh-huh. Do you think in game week 18, you have more to gain by chasing goals or clean sheets? And Ooh. I think I fall on the side of goals. Now, there is an obvious world in which John Stones gets a clean sheet <laughs> and a goal and all three bonus and you get both for your money. But I I do think if you're if you're looking to make moves, if you're looking to just gobble up the points, I feel like this is an opportunity to double up on City attack. I would not advocate, I think, because City's defense is clearly the best in the league at the moment, that it would kind of be silly to overlook that and have no City defense. I feel like that's maybe that's hedging in some people's books. Mm. But I think one City defender and two attackers is very much how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. I, I am sort of, um, I'm getting talked to, uh, you know, Nim has, has planted the Gundawan seed uh, in my, in my brain. And, uh, the it's gun been, dog has been planted. It's been, it's been growing. Exactly. We, we had to pause the podcast a second ago and I, uh, um, just was thinking about it as, uh, as that happened. And it's, it's really now, now the gun, yeah, the gun dog is, uh, is now controlling my moves for me, and there's, there's really there's really nothing I can do. This is like a Manchurian Gundogan situation. It is. I know that's exactly what's happening. Um, I just think it's more fun. I, I you know, there's something about the free hit where you. I, I kind of with Brandon where I just wanna I just wanna go all out, and there's something about the hedge with the two defenders that that seems fine. But I also think that like I mean, you know, what's like the worst? I don't know. It feels like. Um, there's a pretty big ceiling for someone like Gundogan or possibly Sterling if it gets cleared. You were um, really you know, going to say what's the worst thing that could happen then, weren't you? I know. <laughs> I, I was almost, just I, thinking, I this is Pep it. we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> Here's <laughs> the worst thing that could happen, guys. <laughs> you have a clean sheet locked in for your two city defenders <laughs> on your free hit. And in the 92nd minute, Callum hudson Adoy scores a completely <laughs> irrelevant, insignificant goal. And suddenly, all hopes and dreams are shattered. Like, 
so many horrible things. This is uh, the clean sheet watch was a game that I decided to 100% get out of after game week 17. <laughs> I'm, I have like PTSD from this. What about what about Gabriel Jesus? He started today. Um, yeah. He's he's back and available to play. Um, probably starts again on Wednesday. Would we would we consider him? He's he's not like one of those players who breaks your heart. But I mean, Gabriel Jesus starting at home to Brighton, you'd have to expect some returns there. This is based on pure fantasy, though, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> not fantasy, but well, I guess it is fantasy. It's literally pure fantasy, fantasy. But, um, <laughs> just literally fantasy. <laughs> but okay, it's an interesting comparison between Sterling and Jesus because here are two players who have been fairly uh, underwhelming for the entire season. Who has the greater upside? So, based on the assumption that Sterling is cleared to play. If we were to know that information, I feel like you'd go Sterling 100% of the time. Yeah. Jesus offers nothing more than basically some sort of portal through which the ball <laughs> is passed to another no, player. But uh, that's what I'm saying. If, if Sterling is not available, but Jesus is, I think that we have to seriously consider Jesus uh, for for this for this match. I think he's he's very much. I know that you, I Brennan, can't have, get your, on have your. I'm bored with it. I know. I I'm know. sorry. You, you, I see, just you guys. Can't. You He's guys not Guerra for your, me, you know? I, know. I feel like you both have your free hit team set up, and I, I, I have not made a single transfer. I haven't even activated my free hit chips. So well, I'm I haven't like, done that. I haven't, I haven't oh, actually haven't activated okay. it. No, I've just okay. like yeah. kind of gone on to fix and made up a team that I, you yeah. know, that I, I like at the moment. But there's three spots I'm still kind of, you yeah. know, deciding between, and those three spots are whether to go with double city attack or whether to go with double city defense. So it's kind of between, yeah. you know, going with, because I mean, can, can Cello and Diaz, they bring their, they bring a bit of threat too. So yeah. um, it's, it's kind of deciding to go with one of them or maybe just to go mad, bat shizzle, as I call it, crazy, and <laughs> um, and go a bit gun dog as well in midfield. <laughs> so, uh, I think if Sun is out, if Sunny is out yeah. and Kane is out, then I could very easily see myself putting Sace in where Cancelo is and um, putting Gundog where Sun is at the moment in my but career. Yeah, you and I agree, Nim. The Jesus slot is reserved for Lacazette. If you're going to spend yeah. that money, it's Lacazette, right? Yeah, it's it's Lacazette or, or I stick with Calvert-Lewin. I, I just yeah. I can't, I can't really see. At the moment, it's Wilson and Kane. But I, I genuinely am feeling like I could move back to Calvert and I could happily have Lacazette up top. But Jesus isn't really in my thinking. I mean, for me, Jesus is very similar to Firmino in a way, in terms mm. of their the mm. way they are and the, what they do for the team. That And yeah. yes, he has those weeks where he explodes. Like... I just imagine that to somehow happen in the double game week when none of us have him, you know, (laughs) rather than possibly in in the single. But I can see your thinking, you know, it's especially the stats we were saying earlier. And um, and of course, it'll be Welbeck that scores that goal for Brighton. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Welbeck Welbeck will cancel out our double clean sheet. I think you're you're right about Cancelo, Cancelo, however you say his name. Is it Cancelo? Or whatever it is, yeah, we won't solve that problem here. No, we won't. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but he, that is a quest for another day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I don't forget it anyway. So I, I, I still can't pronounce uh, Middlesbrough. So um, actually, I think I just you did. May, I think you I just did. It. That was 
pretty good. I, I, it was <laughs> pretty I finally, good. It was like I just I stopped when thinking about it. Think I just about said it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the greatest breakthrough that's ever happened on Always Cheap. Wow. <laughs> Go on, Josh. Ride that wave. Yeah. I feel like he is Kinsella is a player who um is it's actually shocking. I was just looking through his stats. He has to be one of the best players who has not had a double digit return so far yeah. this season. I mean he is, looks so good. He looks so good. He's so active. It feels like he sent he sent in some incredible crosses. He only has one assist on the season, which seems pretty low considering how how good he's looked in matches. He's actually started the last six Premier League matches, and he started ten. Oh, excuse me, eleven of the last twelve. So he's in my head. I still think of him as an inconsistent starter, but I mean, eleven out of twelve. That's that's pretty much. Yeah, you know that that's about as good as you're going to get with with pep rotation. He just has yeah, no I, business being at the, at the you know at the top of the field like he is most weeks. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah. I think that I what you said, Josh, leads me to believe that the upside of these city defenders is wildly overstated. So Cancelo only has one assist on the season. Mm-hmm. Diaz, yeah, he's always up there on set pieces, but he's. He's not even hit the target, I don't think. And he only has three bonus on the entire season. So little threat of bonus, let alone goals or assists from these guys. It's it's like the ceiling seems to be six, seven, eight points. Yeah, um, I, I guess so. I, I feel like I'll, it wouldn't take that much for him to get like a 12-point return, though. I mean, just one assist goes it's like through. Laporte, it's like Laporte, right? Like yeah, in the double yeah, game week yeah. last year, we were all like, should we double up and all that sort of stuff? And those people who went with Laporte just yeah. absolutely smashed it out of the park. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Laporte is now in that category. Who is the guy who um, who finally left the center back, who finally left Man City? Um, what, Mangala Otamendi? Otamendi, where it's like there's this weird like every every year now there's like a a like a, a center back that we thought was going to be the answer for Man City just like kind of like goes away and like I mean, Laporte was incredible like two years ago and now he's just like kind of in the outs and and I think you know, he's so injured Nick, right yeah. now as well. So. Is he injured again? Okay, mm. yeah, because he's kind of in and out, I guess, of the squad. Mm. Um, all right, so let's get uh, quick. Let's do um, just a lightning round style. Just a couple more questions here. Uh, Jeff B says, um, is Richarlison worth a punt on our free hit? And then he notes he scored four and four against wow. Wolves and Dean and James or James, excuse me. Dean and James are back. Mm. Seems like a pretty good case that Jeff is making here. I didn't know the stat of four and four for Richarlison. And Richarlison is a classic free hit player for me in that free hit. You're looking for players where I don't want this player. So um, I was <laughs> right. bear I with like me. Him. Bear with me. He won't do well. So I'm gonna buy him. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Late Riser who were who were mentioning earlier. I was watching a video that he made for FPL India, and he was talking about well, if you're looking to get these uh, citing Manchester United and City assets, if you're looking to get them in on your free hit. And you're going to still want them for game week 19. Why don't you just not play your free hit and bring them in? And so the idea there being, are you free hitting in players that you actually want long term? And if so, why not just actually transfer them in instead of playing a free hit? Which brings us to Richarlison. And Richarlison, easy for me to make the case. I'm never going to want him long term. <laughs> it would be He's such a fun player to have as a one-week punt, and he has the capability of delivering in certain fixtures. So yeah. I love this idea of him as a one-week yeah. upside differential. 
I'm not sure. I think it's because I don't really know what way that fixture is going to go. So they they played each other 12 times, five draws, mm, Everton just edging the wins, five to four. I mean, it could go either way, that match. Of course, obviously, Wolves don't have Jimenez. But I, I think, like, I feel like there's... You want to have fun with your free hit, but you also want some security. And there's just that feeling with Calvert-Lewin that if they score, that <laughs> yeah, there's just that right. level of security with him. But, yeah, I mean, he And you mentioned Dean being back, the, Nim, right? Like, yeah. you can't discount that. And Dean... Oh, no. The, D, DCL, his prime feature is his work in the air. And Dean's yeah. prime feature is, is his crossing. So yeah, that five augurs for this season. Calvin, right? Yeah, five assists a season for Dina. So, wow, yeah, it missed, looks, like, missed half the season too. Right? Missed yeah. half the season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a bit pricey, six million though for for a free hit. But you never know if you've got the cash, especially if Kane and Son are out. You know, there'll be plenty of cash lying around for sure. Yeah, so. I feel like Dean is one of those players we're all going to end up having again at some point down the line. Yeah, um, I mean, just looking ahead, they they have a stretch in March where they play. Uh, Burnley, West Brom, Palace, and Brighton. Um, and it's like four matches in a row, and um, that's that's going to be very tempting for, for all of us, for sure. Um, all right, and then final question is from uh, Camille B. He says, do we trust Arsenal enough to actually triple up on their assets, or should we seek an answer in the Wolves-Everton match? So we discussed the triple-up question enough already, but just uh, how about a double-up on Arsenal? So, Nim, I totally agree that... Well, I'm big upping Richarlison as a one-week punt. <laughs> Wolves-Everton, totally agree. It's more or less an unpredictable match because Wolves are in this mode where you kind of don't know which version of this team is going to show up week to week nor half to half. Like, So Wolves-Brighton in game week 17. Wolves annihilated Brighton in the first half and then were annihilated by Brighton in the second half. And Everton have been a bit mercurial as of late, too, mostly due to injury. So that's a tough one. Then you look at Arsenal versus Palace. This feels like, <sighs> I mean, I'm backing myself into a rhetorical corner here, I understand, yeah. because I'm all sure of the, what you're saying right now. <laughs> basically, what I'm saying is all these fixtures are unpredictable. I, I do think that the Arsenal fixture is more secure than the Wolves-Everton fixture, um, particularly because... For whatever it's worth, Arsenal are playing at the Emirates. I would feel much more comfortable banking on an Arsenal triple up over Wolves-Everton. I think that Wolves-Everton match for me is maybe one player from Wolves, whether it's Neto, Naves, Sace, or one player from Everton, whether it's Richarlison or uh, DCL or James. Arsenal... Just they have this array of price points too, which makes them more appealing. Saka very cheap, Lacazette a little more pricey, and uh, Tierney in a, a mid-tier defender bracket. There is just there are more entry points for me with Arsenal than there are for Wolves Everton. On top of the whole, I think I can predict the Arsenal scoreline, uh, Arsenal Palace scoreline better than Wolves Everton. And I think it's just more with Lacazette. He's his form at the moment: four goals in three games, and he's missed a fair few minutes in those games as well. They haven't all been nineteen, you know, ninety minutes. Whereas with Richarlison, he's just coming back from injury, so it just feels like they're both punts. But Lacazette feels more 
I don't know, just like a safer punt almost. And Marcus um, that provided the assist to Smith Rowe in the FA Cup fixture as he well. Did. So yeah, okay. I feel like that's when the team really came, you know, came to life was when Lacazette came on. But I don't think we should take any way anything away from Palace here. You know, they they've definitely tightened up a lot of the back. And actually we've had two draws with them in the last two matches. It was two all and one all. So, you know, it's not there's goals, but it's not necessarily usually a walkover either way for for each team. I mean, I think we have beaten them way more than we, we've lost to them. But that, you know, I don't know. It just feels like there'll be goals in both games, if I'm if mm. I'm honest. But yeah. it's, it's yeah. just that, yeah, it's, it's just with that, I think it's the form. And it, it's more, with Lacazette, the form feels a bit safer than Richarlison form. But I don't want to put anyone off their vibe. You know, if you're going to go out there and have fun with a free hit, and you and you're yeah. you're feeling Richardson, just go with it. You know, here, if, if here. like me yeah. with Gun Dog. You know, if I'm feeling it, we we'll go for it. You know, we just <laughs> well, I think we just have some fun with it. Bring in the yeah. bring in the fun back to FBR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this segues into the final question for this week, which is um, our, our captain pick for for game week 18. Because I think with 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 Crystal Palace, with Wolves, and with Burnley. Uh, less so, less so with Brighton for sure. Uh, but with with those those other three, um, you have you have kind of mid tableish teams. I guess you know. I, I guess Wolves are a little maybe a little better than that. Um, who can put in a re- who can put in a really tough performance um, when 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 called upon, right? So like, I mean, it, it would not be shocking if if Burnley were able to keep a clean sheet at home to to Man United. It would not be shocking if if Wolves were able to keep Everton from scoring. Um, you know, and so I think that it's, I think that makes the, the captaincy decision for, for a non man city option, a little bit trickier. And so, uh, I'm just curious, uh, Nim, who are you leaning towards right now for your game week 18 captain? Yeah. So hmm, at the moment, I think it's on Bruno. Um, it's just mainly because he feels quite secure. He's, he just ticks along nicely every week it's definitely going to be on one of the penalty takers for me, for sure. Right. So, mm-hmm. so it's it's you know it's Bruno, it's KDB, and if if Spurs play, then Kane. For me, it's between those yeah. three players, just based on. No, you know, Callum penalties. Wilson. Callum Wilson takes pens. Yeah, true, but um, I have a love hate relationship with Callum Wilson. Um, you know, he he's definitely one of my favorite gifts truth. of all time. Is is the castaway gift with the Wilson? Sure, <laughs> Wilson. Yep. I'm sorry, because literally, <laughs> I I have got on and off of him like so many times in so many seasons, and we've had great times and we've had terrible times together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this season, he's been particularly horrible to me because I had the choice in those three really great fixtures to go him over Bamford and I went for him and he did absolutely nothing for me I think he got like one goal one assist something like that Uh, so I just don't feel like you know I can quite do it I'm afraid (laughs) Um, so I think that um, I'm going to make a case here for the theme being making fantasy fun, it may seem counterintuitive <laughs> that captaining Kevin De Bruyne, that's just that's just stock. It's just boring. That's chalk. It's, just it's boring. There. It's normal. How is it boring to captain? For me, De Bruyne is my favorite midfielder to watch in the game, if not like the favorite, my favorite player to watch in all of football across the globe at the moment. Mm-hmm. And 
he's just a beautiful player. Every the this reason the why same, he, this is the same man who that two you got weeks confused ago, with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same man who two weeks ago transferred KDB out before a home match to Newcastle. <laughs> I did right. the same. Just, yeah, yeah, and guess yeah. what? It worked out. It worked in my favor. <laughs> Okay, and I was right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, is, same. I got Rafinha, and he did brilliant for me. It's just a shame it's gone true. down the pan now. You know, it's just it's just a shame now that he's De Bruyne has decided to become a god again, and he has a double game league. You know, and That's and true. he can do it. Me, yeah. me transferring out De Bruyne, me slagging off Man City's form, never had anything to do with Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> it just always had everything to do with the squad, and. I think that the jury is still out. I totally believe that Frank Lampard played into City's hands in game week 17. That was perfectly set up for De Bruyne to do well. This is a, if we're talking about the majority of people out there who are strategizing for the free hit, looking at Kevin De Bruyne, this is a one-week opportunity to have him and to captain him. He is the best option, and he will be the most fun to watch. And there is no argument against this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But when you put it that way, that level of anger, it's uh... unless you decide to go with Gundog, then you know it's a whole different Mm. story. (laughs) Gundog would be a make fantasy fun again pick for sure. So this is what really makes me angry about the Raheem Sterling thing. Is Sterling is that perfect? Just. Just see what happens. Sort of a captain. He would be a really fun player. Mm-hmm. He'd be a really fun player to captain in game week eighteen. I think that's right. I think. I think if he gets a clean bill of health, I think that's that's a really yeah. We need to press it only on that one. We do. Yeah. I think. Um. I. I I'm sort of between Bruno and and KDB myself. Um. You know, KDB did get another assist today. Um. In the 45 minutes that he played. It's hard to resist because I just really don't respect the Brighton defense. Um, yeah, I don't think that true. they can keep keep Man City at bay. You know, the other wrinkle here, just because there can never be enough wrinkles this season, is that <laughs> there is like a bit of an ankle injury right now with Nick Pope. And I think that there's a chance that Pope doesn't play. Yeah, I can um, hear that. It's yeah. a Peacock Farrell situation. We all know what City did to Peacock Farrell. Exactly. Imagine what Bruno's going to do. Exactly. He got pretty peacocks, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, and here's there's also the psychological element, which um, Man United play first, and so uh, mm. if you uh, if you want that extra oh, day, yeah. uh, sometimes that's a fun. You oh, know, you're kind uh, of talking me out yeah. of the Bruno situation there. I mean, I know, I know. No, to be fair, you know, I I haven't really settled on it. And um, usually when I don't settle on it, it it becomes a kind of whatever I'm feeling last minute. And so I think that's probably what will happen. I think there's lots up in the air still, isn't there, with not knowing about that Aston Villa match. I mean, especially if for some reason Spurs do play, but they end up playing against those under you know 23s or something i mean that opens the door right up to kane and son again you know so yeah honestly that opens the door to um and i I guess we've been sort of tiptoeing around that fixture because there's no point talking about it right for 20 minutes if we don't know what's gonna happen but yeah you're right if they're if if spurs play the aston villa under 23s that won't happen that just won't happen (laughs) i I feel like they they canceled that city fixture because they were missing three first team players if Villa, if 
Dilla <laughs> have what seven, eight players in the first team down with COVID. It's canceled. It's off. There, okay. there's. Well, they said you know. they said in one of the players who has COVID as a star. So we know that Ali Watkins is available to play in this match. So that does Whoa, change things a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, uh, even with yeah. the chat about Spurs versus Fulham happening, replacing that fixture, you know, I mean, Fulham being better at the back, but still, I think, you know, Son and Kane against them could still do quite well. Yeah, It's it's tough. I'm I'm... I'm probably, you know, likely to steer away from them, as you say, and and go with a, a KDB or United. You could even shout on a Rashford, I guess, if yeah. you wanted to be out there a little bit more, especially if Pope is out there. Um, then I then I would do probably with Spurs at this moment in time. But yeah, there's a lot of options. It's definitely going to be a last minute thing. I think it's going to be a last minute for me as well. Um, but. Uh, KDB seems like the simplest way to do it. Just keep it, keep it really simple. And, um, keep I have to, the, the que- yeah, the, yeah, keep it real. The question <laughs> I have is, uh, uh, when do I actually activate this free hit chip? I, I feel like I need to do it soon. Like I can't, otherwise I'm going to be like, I know I'm going to be so stressed out. If I, if I activate this thing like two hours before the, you're going to end up with Rodri. Yeah, exactly. Just go go to my go to my YouTube and just watch my you know my free hit layout and just copy that if you need to. You're all good. And And then just swap in the players that you need. Okay. This (laughs) is a perfect this is the that was the perfect outro. See, experienced podcaster uh knows knows how to knows how to end the pod. Uh when when will that next video be available? Do you expect it's out now actually on my YouTube it's, channel? Oh, it's out now. Yep. Great. Okay. How yeah, do we find it, Nim? Where 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 do people find you on YouTube and Twitter and, and where I mean wherever you want to send your 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 viewers? Yeah, brilliant. So it's uh youtube.com forward slash FPL Nymphria. On Twitter it's at FPL Nim and on Instagram it's at FPL Nymphria. So yeah, and just to say a big thank you to you guys for having me on. I really, really enjoyed it. And just on your whole kind of journey and quest thing, I think if you can <laughs> get through to the end of this season and finish the end of the season, then I think that's a win, regardless of what OR you come or whether you win your mini league, you survive the quest. <laughs> you become a warlock or something, right? Yeah. Some, some sort of, yeah, something happens to you. You become Gandalf the White, I think, is what actually happens. So yeah, you get more uh, gray hair for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dope look, though. That is a dope yeah. look. That's so in at the moment. God. It's on trend. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so obvious in this pod that I watched Lord of the Rings recently. I've worked it into like every single pod. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to stop soon. It's it's anyway. All right. Thank you to thank well, thank you for coming on. By the way, Nim, I really appreciate it. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like um, this has actually gone pretty. I thought I think I told you when we first started recording. I said, you know what? Short turnaround time. We're gonna do about forty minutes and and be in and out. I think we've, <laughs> we've more than doubled that already. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time and. Um, yeah, and good luck to everybody in Game Week 18. Um, just a couple of quick notes. Uh, once again, if you want to support the pod, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, and uh, we'll do another pod on Thursday for Game Week 19 um, so that people have a little bit of content before that quick turnaround. Uh, Brendan, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Would love to. Big thanks to producers Trevor Ingerson, Mike DePietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T., The Big Gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, 
Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Herzig, Kaya Christine Lelang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue No Stew, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Will Husby, Rich Evans, Bobby Styles, Future Media Group, FPL, and don't forget, never miss an episode of Always Cheating. Give us a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, wherever you get your pods. Give us a rating and review if you'd be so kind. Follow us wherever you get your social media. Email us, hailcheaters at gmail.com. Our website is alwayscheating.com. And once again, if you want to interact with Nim, find her on Twitter at FPL Nim. That's N-Y-M. And your YouTube channel, Nim, that's FPL Nymphria, N-Y-M-F-R-I-A. You're the best. Wishing you guys the best of luck on your free hits in Game Week 18. Bye. Good luck, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.